Super, super excited to introduce to you our guest speaker this morning. Uh, Chris Kildosher has become uh, a good friend of mine over the years. Um, we, uh, just, the Lord put us together about uh, three, four years ago at the first Empower conference that we ever had here. Chris came and brought a team. Um, at the time, he served at Bethel Church in Redding, California as one of the uh, leaders of the uh, healing rooms that they have there. He's since moved on. He was itinerating for a while traveling all over the world, and I was living vicariously through him, and wasn't jealous, because that would be a sin. Um, But then now he's planted at a church called Presence OC in Orange County, California, and he moves in in the prophetic, he moves in healing, and he's just an awesome dude. So y'all welcome Chris Kildosher. Thanks, Pastor Jamie. Thanks, Sinclair, for, wow, Jesus at the center of it all. Goodness, um, we've been having fun. I just feel the Holy Spirit here again. I feel his love, feel his power. We're going to have awesome stuff happen in the next however long we have. If you're hungry for more, I might preach a different message in the second service. You can cram in somewhere. There's probably a room over there in the corner for people. Um, I'm honored that I get to be back here again. It's good to see everybody. Chris and Dana, good to see you guys. Uh, Jamie, I don't know where uh, your wife went. She Last night was on the floor for about 45 minutes. They couldn't get her up. You know, the, the glory of God was just on her. It was awesome. How many of you guys have been really touched this weekend? Just, it's awesome. Is there anybody here that's never heard me share before? Just well, I'm so honored to get to talk to you guys. My name's Chris again. Um, just, just super honored to get to be with you. We're, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. Um, I love to, to talk about his name. Oh, Holy Spirit, we love you. We love you, Holy Spirit. You guys flip with me to uh, Mark chapter 16. I'm going to read through this pretty quick. Um, this, is, this is the story of Jesus' resurrection. Uh, I had like too many points out of it that I'm just going to give you, and then we're just going to shift right into just kind of ministering to folks, just letting the Holy Spirit touch folks. If you guys have been here the other nights, um, when the Holy Spirit touches somebody around you, don't judge by what you're seeing. You don't judge trees by how they shake. You judge them by their fruit. Um, you know, if somebody's getting touched by the Holy Spirit, they're crying or they're shaking or they're laughing or whatever's going on with them. Just just celebrate like, wow, God, you might be doing something over there. Just be happy about it, you know, um, and just know that he's doing something. You can ask people later what's happening to them. I asked Sophia what was happening to her the other night. You said it felt like, felt like God was giving you a hug. You just, you, and you felt like you couldn't stand. You kept falling backwards and you were like stepping out of it because it was scary. You're like, what's happening to me right now? Because it was kind of overwhelming, right? Well, if you stick your finger in an electric socket, it might feel kind of overwhelming. When you plug your life into God's presence, power comes. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Like there's power in God's presence. There's love, there's joy, there's peace, there's patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control, the whole gambit. Like his presence is all these things. So if stuff happens to you, awesome. God's going to touch you. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and the mother of James 
Mary, the mother of James of Salome, brought spices so that they might come in and anoint him. Very early on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb. The sun had risen. I'm reading from Mark 16. They were saying to one another, who will roll away the stone from the entrance of the tomb? Looking up, they saw that the stone had already been rolled away, although it was extremely large. Entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting at the right wearing a white robe, and they were amazed. And, they, and he said to them, do not be amazed. <laughs> You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who has been crucified. That's a pretty funny statement from an angel. Don't be amazed. (laughs) He is risen. He is not here. Behold, here is the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter... I love that because Peter denied Jesus a bunch. He, he, He just totally wrecked everything. He wrecked his relationships with his brothers... Like, you know, denying, like, the, the, the leader that wrecks the relationship with the brothers. Yet here, uh, the angel actually says, go and get the disciples and Peter. Isn't it awesome that God goes after those who are wayward? That's just a side word for somebody over there, maybe. He is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. They went out and fled from the tomb for trembling and astonishment and gripped them. And they said nothing to anyone for they were afraid. Um, verse 9, now after he had risen early on the first day of the week, he first appeared to Mary Magdalene, for whom he had cast out seven demons. She went and reported to those who had been with him while they were mourning and weeping. When they had heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they refused to believe it. After that, he appeared in different form to two of them while they were walking along on their way in the country. They went away and reported to the others, but they did not believe them either. Verse 14, afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at the table, and he reproached them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they had not believed those who had seen him after he had risen. Isn't that interesting that Jesus rebuked his disciples for not believing somebody else's testimony? Man, Jesus touched me so powerfully the other night. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm not sure. Maybe they were just making that up. I don't know if that whole healing thing, you know, God touched that one person. I don't know. Like, yeah, they were shaking. I don't know if I believe they were healed. Isn't that interesting that Jesus rebukes his disciples, the ones that were with him the whole time, that were seeing all this stuff, for not believing somebody else's testimony? I don't know, maybe I just need to hear that. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there for you. The two women that came to the tomb, both the Marys, they were looking for Jesus. When you go looking for Jesus, you'll find the supernatural. Why do people not experience the supernatural? Because they're not looking for Jesus, they're looking for religion. They're looking for what they can do to get by. Punch my little card. I showed up on Sunday. I'm good to go. You know, Israel did that in the the old covenant. You know, the, the mountain was covered with fire and flame and lightnings and thunder. And God spoke to the people. He said, I want to talk to everybody. I want to have a relationship with everyone. But the people said, no, 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 Moses, you go up the mountain and you talk to God for us and you get some rules and some regulations and you let us know what we need to do just so God's not mad at us. You see, the people of Israel saw the power of God and they were afraid. But Moses saw the power of God and he knew his friend was there. God showed Israel his acts, but Moses knew his ways. Which psalm is that? Is that one? That's not 103. It's in the Psalms, though. Is it 103? Oh, good. I got it right. 
I don't know. It's in there. <laughs> I'm going to continue reading, and then I'm going to shift gears. After what he appeared to the leaven, they reclining reproached them for unbelief and hardness of heart because they had not believed those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who is believed and has been baptized will be saved, but he who is disbelieved will be condemned. It's interesting, it says in my word here, it says disbelieved, because unbelief is a choice. You see, faith is your natural predisposition, but unbelief clogs up your faith. Unbelief is basing things off of presumption as compared to faith, believing things based off of who Jesus is and what he says. These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name, they will cast out demons. That's interesting. It says these signs will follow those who believe. It doesn't say these signs will follow apostles or prophets or evangelists or pastors or teachers. Or These signs will only follow people that were alive during the first century after Jesus rose from the dead. It doesn't say that at all. It just says these signs will follow those who believe. Do you believe? Uh, somebody I know that's pretty wise... Uh, One of my old pastors used to say, sometimes you have to follow signs and wonders until they follow you. How do you know how to get to Thomasville from Tallahassee? You follow the signs. How do you know where Jesus is? You follow the signs. You follow what he's doing. Sometimes you have to follow what he's doing until what he does follows you. They will speak with new tongues. I remember uh, this woman one time, she came to a service we were doing uh, in Colorado. I was speaking, um, doing a conference there, and her friend came up to me and said, hey, could you pray for my friend? She wants to to the gift of tongues. She wants to speak in tongues. Well, I I live by the theology of the Holy Spirit. He comes fully equipped. You know, he doesn't just come with one gift or two gifts. He comes in all of the manifestations of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12. Healings, miracles, Prophecy, discerning of spirits, the whole gambit. And the Holy Spirit, he comes with the manifestation of tongues. And if he's with you, that means it's already there. Well, this girl came up to me and, you know, she starts talking to me and she'd wanted this thing. Her friend had told me she wanted, she wanted to just, she'd been believing to pray in tongues for a long time or have ecstatic experience with God like that. And uh, as she's talking to me, I hear the Holy Spirit say to me, just grab her head right now, which is super rude. If somebody's having a conversation with you, you know, here I am, I'm visiting pastor, you know, so there's lines of people up here and she's just standing in front of me. She's trying to talk to me and she's like, hi, pastor Chris, I'm so grateful for the message today. That was really wonderful. Holy Spirit says to me, just grab her head. So I grabbed her head because I've learned to just, just, just yield to the spirit. You follow what he says. You do what he says and things happen. I grabbed her head. Suddenly, explosion. She's been believing for this for years. Explosion of tongues just shoots out of her mouth. She starts speaking in tongues really loud and hits the ground and starts rolling around speaking in tongues. I was like, that was awesome. I don't know why I shared that story, but I'll just get back to the word here. These signs shall accompany those who have believed. In my name, they'll cast out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. New tongues. I was in Israel one time and I was worshiping and um, I started, I was, I was, I don't know what I was saying out loud. I was just in the spirit. I was beholding the Lord Jesus. 
um, just in worship. And uh, suddenly this girl came over to me, and she, she, she tapped me on the shoulder and started speaking to me in Hebrew. And I, I opened my, my eyes, and I'm kind of out of it like Tiffany was last night. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're saying, lady. And she says, what do you mean you have no idea what I'm saying? You're, you're speaking in Hebrew. Next 20 minutes, she interpreted word for word what I was saying with a group of people. We recorded it, and she interpreted sentence by sentence what I was saying. In I was speaking in tongues, and, and she was hearing it in Hebrew. I was saying things like, God, what are you dreaming? God, you are my king. You are the God of the living. You are the God of the angel armies. You sit enthroned with your angels, you sit enthroned with your messenger and you listen with him. All sickness will be done and away with and then Jesus will return. That's a weird one for you, isn't it? That was a little theology. I didn't really understand that one at the time. All sickness will be done away with and then Jesus will turn. Yes, even for the animals too. It's pretty weird stuff I was saying, right? I'm glad I didn't know what I was saying because I would have held it in if I had known. You know, I'd been like, what is this stuff? This stuff's weird that's coming out of me right now. God's so good. Verse 18, they will pick up serpents. We don't do that around here, um, not literally at least. <laughs> Just in case you're here and you're wondering, you're like, man, I, I don't know if I came to the right church this morning. <laughs> <laughs> they will pick up serpents, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. Uh, serpents throughout the New Testament refer to the, the demonic, that, that the demonic can't hurt you, essentially, is what this is saying. If they drink any deadly poison, it will, do, it will not hurt them. Um, they will lay hands on the sick. That might be literal. I, I don't know. Anyway, this part's literal for sure. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Isn't that awesome? That if you're a believer, you get to just lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. The other day I was uh, talking to this guy. I was out in front of a, uh, a venue. Everybody's in line. I just started calling out words of knowledge. I said, there's somebody over here. You've got a problem with this. There's somebody over here. You have a problem with this. There was a, a kid in line. Um, she had a problem with her ankle. I said, who's got the problem with their right ankle? She goes, that's me. I can't run. It hurts. Da, da, da. If I ever try to run, I haven't run in like over five years. I mean, she's a teenager. She doesn't run. Like, that's, that's bad. That's horrible. Well, I grabbed one of the other kids, and I said, you, have you ever prayed for anybody for healing before? He goes, no. I said, well, put your hand on her ankle and say, be healed in Jesus' name. That's all you have to do. This kid had recently been saved. He had been a Muslim. Isn't that awesome? God, God is doing it. We're in a revival right now, guys. We are. You're part of it. You're not. God's not just doing it over in California or over in some other place. You're a part of it too. Thomas Fields is in. You're in. He prayed for a power. Of God touched this girl. She started moving around. She took off running. Totally healed. I had my hand on the guy's shoulder while I was talking to him. He had a shoulder issue. I didn't pray for him. I didn't say anything specific to him. I took my hand off. I said, check, check out your shoulder. I was going to have one of the kids pray because I thought that'd be more fun. But as soon as I took my hand off of him, I said, check your shoulder out. He starts moving around. He starts weeping. Power of God just totally healed him right there. Why? I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't being conscious of anything except for the presence of God. You see, if you're God, if you're... If you're conscious of his presence, then you're conscious of the one in whom nothing is impossible. I'm almost done. Um, Evangelists have to finish at least three times, you know. Lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. So then, verse 19, when the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word by the signs that followed. Some of us, we don't experience the supernatural 
in our lives because we're trying to get Jesus to come into our life instead of following him into his life. And they went out and preached everywhere and the Lord went with them and confirmed the word. Why did the Lord go with them? Because that's where he was going all along. The disciples were in a boat and it says the Lord walked on the sea and he intended to pass them by. There's so many times when the Lord is walking in a direction, and if we would simply turn like Moses did to the burning bush, supernatural things will happen. I just want to pray for you guys, and we'll kind of shift gears. Father, we just bless what you're doing here today. We just bless your presence. We bless your spirit who's in our midst. We bless you who is the miracle worker who transforms regular vessels into miracle working vessels, who transforms water into wine, who transforms the ordinary into the extraordinary. And God, we choose to follow you into your supernatural. We choose to preach your word everywhere. We choose to no longer try to get you to come into our life, but we choose to follow you into yours. We choose to go after Jesus to see him, to see you in your power, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Um, I feel the spirit on you, hon. You guys can open your eyes a bit. Um, I encourage you to look around while stuff's going on. Celebrate what God's doing with other people. Um, celebrate as the power of God starts ministering to people. Why? Because it's really good because he's worthy of it all. Amen? Jesus at the center of it all. Supernatural ministry is not as much about you and what you can do. It's about what he and he can do. <laughs> about he. <laughs> it's not good English, but it works for the for the moment. It's about what he can do. Um, I know we prayed for you the other night. I encourage people, um, if you go to a doctor and you don't get what you needed the first time, you go back again, right? Well, the great physician's better than any doctor in Thomasville. I love, I love medical f- people. I love medicine. I have a friend. We go, we go overseas. He's a brain surgeon. He prays for patients in his office all the time. He's crazy miracles, and he's a brain surgeon. He's one of the most famous ones, well, well-known for his specialty in the country, like radical stuff that he does, but he loves miracles too. Um, so I love it all, but um, I encourage people, maybe you needed a miracle the first night, you didn't get it the first night, like now's your time, okay? It's always now the time. Say with me, now's the time. Um, so you've got an issue going on. You've got a cane. Is it your knee or your hip? What's going on? Um, it's actually, I have real bad nerves. And, um, yeah, uh, neurofibromatosis. And you know, I was going to set you free. Can I get a couple guys to come over here? Um, I'm only doing this myself for sake of time because we only have about another 10 minutes. If you stay around for the next service, we'll, do, we'll have you guys do more. Last night, I didn't actually pray for anyone last night. I don't remember specifically praying for people for healing. You guys all did the praying, and you guys all saw the cool miracles. People, um, Somebody had like seemed like weight disappear off them. Really cool stuff was happening, but just for sake of time, I'm going to minister a little bit, all right? So what was your name real quick? Come out in the aisle. Alice, I don't want you to pray right now. Why? Because you can't drink a glass of water and talk at the same time. You feel the Holy Spirit on you right now? I do. Where do you feel his presence the most right now? In my heart. I just I was just pounding. That's awesome. That's awesome. Do me a favor. Could you, um, don't let her fall just yet, okay? Um, stretch your hands towards her. God's going to do a creative miracle.
Jesus' name, I command all this affliction to go from your mind. I command, there it goes. All of it leaves right now. I command your nerve condition. I declare that you are covered, hon. You are covered by the blood of the lamb. You are covered by the blood of Jesus. I don't need you to pray at all. I don't need you to agree. I just want you to be, I just want you to drink right now. I command all this stuff. Would you know if something was different? I've had problems. How would you know if something was different? What would, if you knew that you were, like, what would be different if you were healed? The, the feeling of the spirit on me is just overwhelming. How would you know if you were healed? Well, how would you know if something was different? On my life. How would you know if something was different? Because of the sadness and the and How would you know if something was physically different? You'd be able to I'm able to walk better. Able to walk better. Have a seat for me for just a second. So you'd be able to walk better. Your balance would be different, things like that. Okay, hold that for just a sec. Just I'm doing this for sake of time. Normally I don't do it this way. Normally we have you do it, okay? But I'm just doing this for sake of time. I feel the working of miracles here, so I'm just gonna go for it, okay? Just command all this stuff to loosen your legs in Jesus' name right now. All of it loosens your legs in Jesus' name right now. All the pain. are you in pain at all right now? No. Are you normally in pain? Yes. You're not in pain right now. No. But you're normally in pain. Pain uh, since I came here. Awesome. Okay, so there's stuff happening. That's awesome. We thank you, God, for what you're doing. Um, I couldn't walk because I was shaking so bad. You couldn't walk because of good shaking, or what do you mean? It was... Um, All right, just, just stay there for just a second. In Jesus' name, we just bless what you're doing right now. We just bless what you're doing. I feel, I feel like something left or something's done now. Um, I don't know if you could feel something shifted a little while ago. Because every time I pray for you, I feel something different. Um, I don't, I'm trying to think of what to do. I'll just walk around with you a little bit. Let's just see what's going on with you. So you, you haven't been in pain since you've been coming here? Okay. Let's just walk a little bit. Go ahead and just walk all the way back to the door for me. Go a little quicker. Go a little quicker for me. Go a little quicker. Just go a little quicker. Is that different, hon? Do you notice something different at all? Or? There's no pain. That's really good. You can breathe better. I have COPD, chronic emphysema, chronic magnetic uh, depression. Uh, you've, you've had COPD. You've had, you're breathing, you're breathing differently around. 
That's awesome. In Jesus' name, we just release you from all that stuff. We just thank you, God, for what you're doing. Honey, you don't, you're getting this right now. You don't have to worry like, oh, I'm going to have to fight or if you fight to keep it. You, all these things. I hear these thoughts sometimes around people like, like, like you don't have to fight for a gift. It's a gift. Some people, maybe you need to hear that. Maybe you needed to hear that. That's awesome. Um, could I borrow you for a sec? I'm just going to have you just, just pray for her. Go ahead and maybe, maybe you have a seat together. I just want you to keep praying for her because God just wants to keep soaking her. That's awesome. Her cane's over there, so that's good. That's good. That's good, Jesus. Yeah, you guys can clap. Jesus is doing this stuff. Um, next, next service, I'm going to share a little bit about prophetic journey. I, I wanted to impart to you guys more some really crazy stuff that God's been doing, but um, it's already 1028, so I'm just going to keep um, just kind of walking around and just see what the Holy Spirit's doing, if that's okay. Hey, man, what's your name? Randy, good to meet you, man. You got a good heart. I want you to know that. You're a really intelligent man. You're a really smart man. I saw you uh, carrying tools almost like a uh, like contractor type person, like building things and stuff like that. And, and God's just going to bless you, man. You, he's going to bless you with so much finance, so much blessing, so much prosperity. Like, I see you building things for other people to live in. I, I think that's not just a natural thing. I think it's a spiritual thing, like a spiritual reality. Um, I even feel this sense of, like, even when you were younger, you almost had this, like, sense of, like, man, maybe I'd be a minister one day. Maybe I might do some of that stuff. And I'm not saying you have to make your money that way, but I, there's a call of God on your life for ministry. And you've almost been told, like, eh, it's not really for you. Don't do that, son. There's no money in that, uh, which is could be true. I don't know about it. But, but you have a nice car, and you pastored for a long time. So <laughs> he used to be the pastor here. He, Jamie booted him out, you know. <laughs> Kidding. That's it's Jamie's dad, the pastor's dad. Just being funny. I, dude, I just feel like there's a call of God on your life, bro. Could you stand for just a sec? I'll just pray for you. You don't have to make anything happen. But just step into the aisle for just a sec. Just close your eyes. Stretch your hands towards, uh, towards our brother. What was your name one more time? Randy. Randy. Just, just bless Randy. We, God, we pray that your spirit would just fall on him right now. I just thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. Feel that peace around you? It's awesome, right? Yeah, yeah that's cool. Feel kind of different? Yeah. What does it feel like? It's like cool and peaceful. Like his peace stays with you, my friend. Honor you. Thanks for letting me pray for you. Yeah, that's cool. That's pretty fun. Oh man. Ah, what should I talk about, Jesus? Um, I was uh, I was with my wife in the car recently, and we were driving to an airport. I was going to fly to Israel to go minister, DC, and then Israel. Um, I love what God's doing in D.C. I love what God's doing in Israel. Awesome stuff. It, you guys, I, whoever gets elected in this election, I'm still going to have revival. Come on, <laughs> <That's good. laughs> you know? And wherever you have hope and wherever you have love, God will actually send you. But sometimes God will send you to places that you actually complain about. Um, I was in the car and I turned on the radio and this band was on the radio and they were doing music and uh, I'll, I'll finish in like a minute or two, Jamie. Um, oh, okay, I just didn't know if you were checking your time. You just, 
You were playing chess again. You were trying to play chess while I'm preaching, weren't you? <laughs> chess on your phone. Uh, shiny things. I'm driving in the car, and this, uh, this band comes on the radio, and I started complaining to God about the band. I'm like, God, this ungodly band, they're just like telling people to sin through their music, and God, you need to do something about that band. You need to get them. So, you know, I go to the airport that day. I'm on a different airline, and I'm in a different seat than I normally sit in. I'm in row 19. You know, I got the exit row. or I think I was, No, it wasn't even the exit row. It was different in the plane, middle of the plane. And there's a couple sitting there, and uh, I said, hey, if you guys want the window, why don't you guys take the window? Because I think I had the, the window seat. And they said, really? I said, yeah, take the window. Have the window. And they said, oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. So start chatting and stuff like that. And as we're chatting, I started feeling the presence of the Lord come on my ear. And I, I turned to one of them. I said, hey, man, do you have a problem going on with your left ear? He goes, I do. I said, what's going on? He says, well, I, I blew it out from such and such. And, uh, you know, I, I do stuff with music. And I, I blew out my ear. And um, I said, well, I want to pray for you. God wants to heal you. Signed up praying for him. I could feel the Holy Spirit move so strong. All of a sudden, I start getting this, like, just all this information about them. And I look at the girl and I say, hey, hon, um, it's his wife. Um, I said, hey, I see you working with a nonprofit. I see like skateboards and like skateboard ramps. And I'm thinking about this nonprofit that Switchfoot has, you know, the band Switchfoot, and they do stuff for kids and things like that. And I'm thinking about that nonprofit. God's going to use you to reach people in that area of society through stuff like that. And she looks at me and she says, I worked for that nonprofit for four years, the exact one you're talking about. And she's a little freaked out now which is awesome. It's like the angel comes along. Do not be amazed. Like I read in Mark 16. <laughs> Do not be amazed. Um, all of a sudden, this thought pops in my head. I'm like, wait a minute. He said he's in music. All of a sudden, I hear the name of this band in my head. I said, what's the name? You're in a band? He says, yeah. I said, what's the name of your band? He names the band that I heard in my head. The same band that I was listening to the day before on the radio that I was complaining about. He's the lead singer and writes their songs. God sat me next to the same person I was complaining about the day before. Why do I share that with you? Because God wants to literally send you into things with him, adventures in God. He wants to send you into all kinds of places of influence. Easy. He wants to send you to places of influence and in government. He wants to send you to places. But you have to be willing to go instead of trying to get Jesus to come into your no. I'm preaching again. I miracles and back to preaching. It's like, Preach miracle, preach miracle. That's awesome. That's like Acts chapter 1. Jesus began to do and teach. You know, miracles teach you just as much as a sermon can. Sometimes more. Um, hun, do you need a miracle in the blue? Because I see the Spirit of God on you. Do you need anything? Yeah, you do. Do you need anything? It's, it's in this area here. I don't know why. Or do you need anything in here? Just your shoulder? Um, check your shoulder right now. I think God already did something. There it goes. Thanks, Jesus, for what you're doing. Thanks, Jesus, for what you're doing. Stretch your hands towards her right there if you're around her. Just say, thanks, Jesus. There it went. Thanks, God, for what you're doing. Hun, that's a uh, daughter that's next to her. Put your hand on her shoulder for me. Yeah, just say wholeness in Jesus' name. Now check it again. Give it a really good move now. Is that different? Yeah? What's different? You can move it that way? <laughs> How long has it been since you could move it that way? September of last year. 
September of last year, you couldn't move it this way. Why? Tore a rotator cuff. You tore a rotator cuff. And what's different right now? <laughs> That's awesome. Have you ever prayed for somebody like that and watched that happen? That's awesome, hun. Hun, you're a miracle worker. The miracle worker lives inside of you. That's crazy. Look at that. Do you see her? We just, you just watched it happen because you saw her. She was going like this, right? And they're like, oh, oh, what's happening? Oh, Chris, the preacher was wrong. Nothing's happening. And then as soon as she put her hand on, boom, up it goes. Look at that. That's amazing, isn't it? That's amazing. Who else wants a healing or a miracle? Does anybody else want a healing? I'm going um, to dismiss the service. Uh, if, if, if you want to come back, you can, I guess. We'll just sit you on the floor. I don't know. We'll have fun. Um, I, I'll pray for more people. I'm going to be here. I'll be here for the next five hours or so. Four hours. I don't know how long it is. Pastor Jamie, here's the microphone. Bless you guys. Y'all give Chris a hand. Thank you.